You got the keys You got the keys You got the keys You got the keys Hello and welcome back to Astrological Intentions. I am your host Alex Reevy along with my cosmically clever mother, Sandy Reedy. So Hi, we have, Alex. I'm Sandy. Hi. So we have a special astrological interview for you all. And this is our Bali Babes time. We are getting ready to go on our annual retreat to Bali, Indonesia. And we wanted to bring two of our attendees who are absolutely wonderful, beautiful women. And they have actually attended a lot of our retreats. So <laughs> they, they, they will give you the 411 on all of the Intention Beat retreats. So let's get started. Welcome, Bridget and Joanne. I know you were both in Bali with us last year. Actually, Bridget, you were there the year before also. So tell us why you, Bridget, why you came to join us in Bali a couple years ago? Well, the first time I went, it was a huge leap of faith. <laughs> um, it sounded interesting and magical and exciting. Um, and I just decided to do it. And one of the best decisions I've ever made. Wow, that's a big statement. <laughs> Obviously, I went back for a second year <laughs> and am now going back for a third year. Yay, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Really, and um, and Joanne, tell us, tell us your answer. Well, I guess the thing that I was a little bit afraid of was the fact that I didn't know astrology as well as I thought I needed to in order to be with a group of women that know astrology as much as all of you do, and I think that was my my biggest fear. Adventure. I think you all know I learned that I don't let things stop me in life from doing things. And especially at my age, I figure, what the heck? It's, you know, I'm just going to enjoy every single minute of it. And I did go to your Mexico trip, kind of a, a trial, just to see if how I was going to enjoy it and if going to the other side of the world, <laughs> if that would be something I would enjoy. And after the Mexico trip a year ago, I realized that my instinct was correct because I'd love both of you. I've known you for about five, six years now. And I just knew that it was going to be something that I can trust would be an adventure that I would never regret. And I can wholeheartedly say that that's true. And that's why I went to Mexico again this year. And I'm going <laughs> back to Bali again this year. I know. Woo! We're getting excited. Yeah. We're so excited. So a little bit about our Bali retreat. We have, um, you know, and it's an intimate group. We don't have these really large groups mm -hmm. of, you know, people where it's, you kind of get lost in the crowd. This is very individual. You, you wind up being your own person there. And it's a, about, we do about two weeks, just under two weeks in Bali because we really want the whole Balinese experience. Well, it's April 15th. We're starting around 5 p.m. Bali time. Um, on April 15th, it's a Monday. And we'll be finished by the 26th on Friday. Oh, so that's about um, 12 days. Um, so that's a long period of time to be, you know, in 
in, a, in our group, um, so far away from home. However, it's the only way to do Bali. Right. It's the only way. So I want to know from Bridget and Joanne, what was the time frame like being in Bali for that long? <laughs> oh, it went by very, very quickly. I mean, yes, you have the travel time. And again, I'm used to traveling long distances, but it is definitely worth it. But you definitely want to have those 10 or 11 days there because the um, experience that you have, the one of the awesome things that the, the women that do come on these trips, it's just great experience to get to know them and to become friends and I believe Mm. that we are going to be friends for the rest of our lives. Mm. I agree. That's beautiful and and it has been that way so far right it's been a year and we're still all good friends that in our from our group. Right and I think Joanne also touched you know made a good point because a lot of people are worried about you know like the 24-hour time frame it takes to get to Bali. So, Bridget, do you have any comment on your travel? Well, (laughs) it does take a long time to get there. Um, But it's really not that bad. You take a couple flights and you watch some movies and you're so excited to get there. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip. It's the longest trip I'd ever taken, but that should be no reason to hold anyone back. Right. And I mean, well, I feel like it's like the one. Go ahead, Joanne. And as you know, what I did is because we were flying on Qatar Airlines, when I got to Qatar, I ended up spending five days there because that broke my trip up going out there that I had the 12 hours to Qatar. I had been five days in the town and then the other trip to get to Bali. So if you break it up and you go somewhere else and that's what I'm looking for right now is where do I want to go this year? (laughs) That's awesome. That's so awesome. Right. That's a brilliant way to do it. However, I know that I couldn't do that um, to spend five days somewhere, but that's brilliant that you get to hop somewhere halfway. And some people even just did an overnight, you know, an overnight say, I think um, it was like either in Singapore or Seoul, but you know, that's, that's another way to like recalibrate your body instead of, instead of really, you know, jumping from one plane to the other. Um, You could do Hong Kong also. Yeah. Yeah. Hong Kong. Um, And so tell me, tell me what, because I, you guys have been on so many retreats with us. Why come back? What was what mm, was the what's question. the draw to come back? I mean, there's so many things to choose from. Um, for one thing, you increase your knowledge of astrology every time. You learn a little bit more about your own chart and yourself. You learn something new every single time. Um, the beauty. I mean, Bali. Just everything is beautiful. There's. You look at things differently. You feel differently. It's it's almost like being on another planet. I mean, there's just beauty in everything in Bali. Every day is something new and special. You're I giving totally me goosebumps agree. over here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that was beautifully said. I'm getting so excited yeah. to go back. Wait, just this, the fact that you said you see things differently. Mm-hmm. That's really a good vision of this. Right. Yeah. You really, one of the big things that I always think about is um, we were at someone's home and they were making dinner for us and we were in their kitchen and they told us that basically they go out and get food every day. Like, why would you get more than what you needed for that day? And when I come back home, 
I translate that into why why do I need so much? Like I have mm-hmm. enough in mm-hmm. this moment and I have enough for today. So it just it alters the way you see things. And even if you're not trying to bring back lessons and great understandings, it just seeps into you and mm-hmm. it's just with you. Yeah. Totally agree. If I can just add to that, that was an absolutely wonderful experience because we did a cooking class and the couple of things that the um, gentleman had mentioned, it's a community, it's a compound where his entire family lives and that he mentioned that they grow, they plant their crop and if they take care of it, they have their food. They're pretty much self-sufficient. They mm-hmm. don't do mm-hmm. outside shopping. They don't have refrigeration and they live for today. They don't it's, worry about tomorrow. It's so it's crazy. Just, it's just, and it is, and it just left me with that feeling. Don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow we take care of itself. Enjoy the present. Enjoy who you're with today. Enjoy the present. And I thought that was, Bridget, I agree with you. That was one of the most wonderful experiences we had, plus all the other ones. But it was just, you came back with that sense of calm, of the sense of, yeah, today is the most beautiful day of my life. Right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And even in just a cooking class, you know, Dewa was his name, but Dewa was, he was so effervescent and so full of life. It wasn't, you know, where he was just, you know, a huge character. He was very, you know, kind of like still and solemn, but you could, you were just attracted to like the words that were coming out of his mouth, even if it was broken English. But the... um one of the coolest things is that, you know, a lot of people get confused with the idea that like when you're in the present moment and you're in the now, like you aren't responsible where you're, you know, (laughs) you're just like overindulging. But really what his message was is that you still need those responsibilities. You really need to plant your crops and take care of them every day. But it is today is the day you can control. You know, this is, this is the moment that you can, you know, have, give nutrients to your your crops and water them and say hello to your family the way that you want to that so mm-hmm. that you know you're treating those those and nurturing those things in your life the way that you want them to be harvested mm-hmm. well i know that that particular cooking class they only kill a chicken when they have guests and this is how the reverence on honoring someone into their home is they killed a chicken earlier that day for our our nourishment, our food. And we only, were, not and, all the groups get that. No. Right, it's majority of the time vegetarian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, most most of Bali is vegetarian, but there are there are non-vegetarian dishes and we have the option of of ordering. Ooh, um, that's both also of that. Yeah. So, tell us about the food. Good question. <laughs> what did you like about the food? Uh, well, I I actually liked that it. it was vegetarian because you just feel a little healthier mm-hmm. eating that way. But it's good. I mean, it's good. It's flavorful. It's fresh. Um, a lot of times you actually get to see the people prepare the food, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you want something different, there's tons of great restaurants and you can really get anything you want. Um, so, you know, we ate a lot of traditional Balinese food, 
But then sometimes we went out and had something not so traditionally. Like Bolognese. pizza. Like pizza. Mama like Mia pizza. pizza. <laughs> right. So you can get anything you want there, but the food is amazing. Right, right. And so, Joanna, you're, you're pretty much unofficially known as our foodie in the group. That's true, Joanne. <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about what you thought. Well, like we went for the first day that we, we were there a couple of days early and we went to that fest. And there we tried a lot of the different Balinese foods just off of the carts and as the people were making it. And that was such a great introduction into the type of foods that they would have. And I just found it interesting that they could use the same types of foods that we had, um, but much fresher and a lot different, a lot of the different fruits that we tried were, um, some of them were good, some of them tasted all right, and one of them (laughs) just, we didn't even put it in the car as we were driving because it just had such a stench. Oh, right. And yet yet they enjoy, you know, the different types of food that you don't have in the Western uh, Hemisphere. It just was just totally different. And again, the way they prepared it. And they just, they really respected, I guess, they they enjoyed the, the Americans that come there and people from the other countries. Um, and they were all very friendly at the restaurants. We were treated beautifully. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the drinks and everything else that we, we got there was, um, was like fresh and very, very timely and beautiful. Yeah. And so that that one fruit that Joanne's talking about <laughs> that we couldn't have in the van because it smelled so bad is called durian. And if you mm-hmm. don't know what durian is, please let me educate you <laughs> because it is the stinkiest fruit in the entire world, I'm pretty sure. So um, it kind of smells like a mixture of like BO slash dirty feet. <laughs> However, you either absolutely love it or you absolutely hate it. So it's, but I think overall universally, the smell just is gross. Yeah, I think everyone thinks it. They hang it outside of the cars. Yeah, on the back bumper. <laughs> so it doesn't stay inside. Yeah, I know that we, at some point, in the retreat, we had the all the unusual magazine, mangosteen, mangosteen, and soursop, soursop, and we did a whole cuttings of all of the different fruits, so everyone got to 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 taste it. And I remember some people would smell the durian and go, "Oh no, no!" And then they some other would would say, "Let me try it." And they're like, "Oh, it tastes better than it smells." Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the food, I really specifically liked the Balinese coffee. Yeah. That is like powder. It's not in, you know, it's it's a powder. So it's like an instant powder, not crystals. And you just add it with hot water. And that, I always bring a big, big pouch of that home with me. Now, your favorite might be the Luwak coffee. That is not, I, I actually didn't try it. I've never tried it, but that might <laughs> be something either. that we should do this year. To try the Luwak coffee, I mean, it's a little controversial, but it actually is a huge, I guess, like it's industry just, in Bali. Well, we yeah, we could go through a coffee plantation and take a tour through there. We can also see the animals, the Luwaks that are in cages, you know, because they feed the Luwaks coffee beans 
And the coffee bean goes through their system, is that to just say, and then ends up on the bottom of the cage, you know, a day later maybe. Then they clean off the beans and then use those beans, which, so basically it's the digestive enzymes of the Luox that attempt to break down the beans, but they're not able to. They kind of just like soften the coffee bean a little bit. And that is what they use. After they clean it off, they put it into the coffee and or they blend, you know, grind it up. And that is the type of coffee that Luwak coffee is. It's very expensive. And you can buy this at a cup at the, at the restaurants. And, or you can bring some home, it's, but it's pretty expensive. So we'll, 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 Throw that around. We'll figure out if we're going to go to that or not this year. However, <laughs> um, so I wanted to also ask a couple questions to Joanne and Bridget. What would be the best piece of advice you would give yourself before going to Bali? So either about you know the length of the trip or um, you know anything packing or the how much money to bring if that was you know something that you oversaw, but. Tell me something, a piece of advice or multiple pieces of advice, because I think that, you know, going halfway around the world is kind of a big deal to some people. And, you know, when you're so far away from home, it's like, oh, I can't forget anything. (laughs) So tell me what you think. I mean, I have a few, I guess one, um, when you were talking about packing, uh, just to remember that Bali is a different place. Um, you don't need your curling iron and your full makeup kit with you. And, <laughs> you know, you want clothes that are comfortable and easy. And it's it's all about um, relaxing. And you're not trying to impress anyone in Bali. And it's okay just to be the way you are. And don't drive yourself crazy packing cute outfits. <laughs> I mean, you can bring cute outfits. But... Um, you know, it's about being comfortable and relaxed and breathable. not worrying and breathable. <laughs> yes. And lightweight and no sleeves and nothing needs to be ironed. Right. No high heels. No high heels. <laughs> right. Can and you? Oops. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say one more thing that, um, and it's hard when you're going somewhere you've never been, but I was so filled with like, I mean, expectation and excitement, but like, what is it going to be? What are we going to do? You know, how is this going to work? Like just to let all that go and just trust that you are going on an adventure of a lifetime Mm. and not go with a lot of expectations because things just unfold magically when you're there and you just get so immersed in the culture and the beauty and the people who are the kindest people I've ever met. True that. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just know that, you know, you're in good hands there. Oh, yeah. I love that. And safe. Yeah. I like that security well, and safety that you just built. Joanne. Right. And I was going to uh, reiterate back that even though that is, there is a very calming, very natural, like Bridget said, just kind of go with the flow. There's always Sandy and Alex that are there that if we needed something that our needs were taken care of. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was anyone that had any health or any issues that needed immediate care. But even if we wanted something, if someone wanted a um, acupuncturist and they found one and came in Mm -hmm. and gave us a session, if people wanted massages in their rooms, that was taken care of. Um, 
they know the lay of the land, and both Sandy and Alex, as I say, give you that comfort that you will be taken care of so you can sit back and you don't have to think about what time do I have to be here? They're going to remind you. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's and, Alex and will and, remind you. I will remind you. <laughs> right. And the itinerary that they had is flexible, but yet we had a lot of exciting things that we did. And again, like Bridget said, there's so many things to do there. Um, and yet you can do them or you don't have to. You can sit back and read a book, which I don't recommend <laughs> because, you know, you are on the other side of the world, and it is a totally different country. Um, things are very reasonable there after being in Qatar and in Hong Kong, where those are a lot more expensive. Um, Bali is much more reasonable, and you get a lot more for your, your buck there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Shopping. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, everything from like the shopping to the food, um, you know, when we're staying at our, the, the majority of time that we stay at Malati Cottages, which is one of our favorite little resort centers there, um, not only because it is like so traditionally Balinese, but because the people there are halfway turning into our family. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's this beautiful place, you know, in Ubud, Bali, that is more like Penistanan area, but it's just it's calming and it's, it's, we, we have everything we need there. And really you can just walk down the path and just go to the closest warung or juice bar or, you know, and alchemy is right across the street, which is like the famous, um, vegetarian restaurant in Ubud. Yeah. Yeah. And so, any other pieces of advice that are kind of coming to mind? Well, let's talk about shopping for a minute. Oh, because, okay. <laughs> you know, like Joanne brought it up, it's a big tourist attraction and there is so much to buy there. So what kind of piggybacking on what you said, Bridget, you know, if you forget something, especially in clothes, clothes, what you're going to want to buy clothes. So really less clothes is best clothes. I even right? sometimes tell people just bring a suitcase that's empty or bring like, you know, a duffel bag that's empty that you can then add as maybe your second, you know, carry on when you're on your way back because mm-hmm. you will want to bring that much, that much back. Well, you know sure. what someone did? Someone one year d- donated some of the clothes that they no longer wanted because they replaced them with some new Balinese clothes. They, oh. they, they gifted them to some of the, you know, our cooks and our housekeepers uh, for the Western wear. Yeah. That's really, How cool I didn't is know that about idea? that. Yeah. That is really nice. Mm-hmm. That is, well, that's kind of funny. Be, well, this would be a very crazy aside about the Boston Marathon where you wear clothes that are very worn uh, or that you want to kind of give away. And when you're, you know, warming up in the Boston Marathon, you kind of throw off your jacket, but you throw it on the ground and then people come by and collect it for charity. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. I just learned no, that the other that day. So it kind of reminded me of that. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yes, the shopping is incredible and it's not necessarily just clothes. Well, but it's, oh, this no. is where Bali <laughs> Sterling is made, handmade. So jewelry, especially What were some of your favorite purchases, Bridget mm. and Joanne? Well, I think everyone knows my favorite purchase, which I think four of us ended up buying them, was the hand drum. 
Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, really, really. I just want to let all of our listeners and you, Joanne, because you're remote from the studio. So we have me, Sandy, and Bridget sitting here in the studio. And as soon as you said that you think that we all know, we all looked up at the ceiling to think. And all of a sudden, at the same time, we all are banging a drum with our hands in the air <laughs> as you're talking. I just had to say that. Yeah, the pan drum. Yeah. Oh, Tell me more about that. My, oh, it's well, number one, we did, I think, get a very good price on that. And I think that's why, well, but the gentleman was still making money because he kept coming back every other day with two more orders and three more orders that people wanted. Um, they aren't light, so they did add to the weight of the suitcase coming home. Yeah. But they're just, it just has such a soothing sound mm. and um, my granddaughters come and they each of them have their own method of how they they play it one of them plays it with great vigor and uses the the drumsticks and really pounds on it where the little one just taps it and it's just kind of a very mellow sound it's it just and every time I hear it I just remember Bali and remember the the calm, the water, and of the um, the whole country that we're in or the island. Um, that was, I think, my most favorite purchase, besides the jewelry and the clothes and <laughs> everything else, <laughs> and everything else. And then, right. Well, and then there was the market that we went to, and that you can walk and walk. I don't know how many acres that market is, but that is that every day or is that just a couple of days a week? Every every day. Every day. Every day. Oh, it is open every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's like food market. Right there's a the palace. Right, right across the street. There's like a food market that's like starts at like five AM and and really kind of starts to close as the food sells out because this is their quote grocery. This is where the Balinese families go every morning to get the food they need for that day. That's it. So it's where they go every day. It's their it's their program. And so, so Bridget, any, any favorite items that you brought back home? Um, I have a lot of favorite items that I brought back, but this year I'm going to buy a piece of artwork. Mm. There's amazing artwork everywhere. And they also make beautiful fabrics. So I may try and get some fabric this year. Absolutely. And woodworking. Oh, and wood, so many beautiful wood carvings, statues, figurines. What what is that fabric called? Why am why am I blanking on it? It's not teak because that's the wood. Batik. Batik. Thank you. I was like, what? You were so close. Was it bamboo? No, batik. Yeah, it's batik. Batik. The the kind of like the fabric style that they have. Um, yes, and so pretty and they dye you know, that. Yeah. And and we we get to go to the Turta and Pool, which is like a cleansing ceremony that we do to start off the retreat, and we get to all have some sarongs with the batik fabric and get to have our pictures taken and you know kind of be in that sacred space of that wonderful temple. Right, we go there. That'll be the first full day. We'll go there after our opening ceremony. We go there and get in the water and go to the 11 fountains and do our purification and then put on our dry sarongs and sashes Mm -hmm. and go into the back and have a particular uh, private ceremony with the priest who blesses us 
uh, Balinese style, and he, they teach us how to put our hands in the and how to do our prayer and the flowers and the rice that the goes offerings. onto the face, on onto the side of your 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 eyes and you know on your forehead and um, really have a, a reverent, sacred moment, and that's pretty much from the time you wake up. Into the time you go to sleep. I mean, we laugh a lot. I mean, they are, we drink our we bintangs. <laughs> and, I mean, a bintang is a dollar fifty. Um, we have our wine, we have our cocktail, but you know, it is a very uh, reverent, very you know, they have flowers, fresh flowers that go onto the statues, these shrines, and every every location has a shrine. Right. And so even the offerings too, that I think yeah. you're also getting towards is, you know, those are, those are provided to, to their deities, to their, you know, um, small little short temple areas, even outside of storefronts, they'll put these beautiful offerings that, you know, you would probably want to have as a little, you know, coffee table decoration, but instead it's right there on the ground because that incense is still burning and the treat that they're giving their deity is still, still there. And it's just, you have to walk around it. Yeah. (laughs) They're always there. Think about the adventures that we've gone on in Bali (laughs) or an an adventure. The monkey forest was so exciting. (laughs) Tell me about that. I I just think about going into the monkey's um, forest and how the monkeys are just, they'll, they'll sit on your shoulder. They'll take food out of your hand. Um, Alex, didn't they take one of your sandals one time? So I we saw that. We saw that one year where the the monkeys was was seeing this woman's flip-flop that had like a big, pretty white flower, like right where, you know, that <laughs> toes, the yeah. toes kind of come together. And so the, the monkey was just eyeing it and was almost timing her step where as soon as the monkey, you know, w- once she had her foot lifted up, uh, you know, to set it back down to take another step, here comes the monkey and whoosh, takes it straight <laughs> off her foot. And she still took the step and was wondering where her, where her shoe went. <laughs> So no, but what Joanne? The monkey pulled Alex's pants down. Oh yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's that's what happened. And I weirdly have that on camera because I thought it was so cute. She was going to feed the monkey the banana, but it says signs everywhere. Remember, do not look the monkey in the eye. That would be right. my piece of advice for people. You know, before going that's to true. Bali, don't look the <laughs> don't monkey. look the monkeys in the eye. <laughs> Oh, I'm. Oh, and it's man. not that they get mean. I think it's that they become very um, attached, or mm, I think it's maybe um, a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm not really sure what goes on, but I think it's a, it's a form of aggression or it's a form of challenge. And then the challenge, monkey, there you go. yeah, the monkey then kind of has to excite, excite yeah. themselves up to you know, either get you out of the way or, you know, run away. So, mm-hmm. but Bridget, what was your, what was your favorite adventure? I can't really think of one thing in particular. Everything keeps running through my head, going to the rice fields. Rice fields, the, the big path oh, you took gosh, up. Oh gosh, yeah. it was so incredibly was beautiful. beautiful. I had no idea what a rice field even was or looked like before <laughs> mm-hmm. I went to Bali. Right. And it's, I have 50 pictures from that day. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And what about your scooter ride? 
My scooter ride was fun. Um, So in Bali, people get around on scooters quite a bit and you can get like a scooter taxi. Um, And I was going for a massage one day and he came to pick me up on his scooter. And I was very, very nervous because you go like up and down hills, you make these like crazy turns. Um, But he had a helmet for me. (laughs) So I was okay. But yeah, that was fun. It was, you know, again, something I've never done before. I was riding around Mm -hmm. on a scooter in Bali. How cool is that? How cool is that? And Joanne, I think you had a similar (laughs) story to share. I did, and I would just tell everyone to be very careful when you're on a scooter because if you lean a little too far one day, and that was just a total mishap. I had gone to the most wonderful, wonderful experience with a Sky Lull, which was a massage out in the rice fields where in this room that you just looked up at the sky and <laughs> with Sky Love. And it was just a very, I mean, you felt like you were in another world. You were just so relaxed and so calm. And um, as we were heading back then, again, on the scooter, back to the cottages, it was a very narrow path through the rice field. And there was a young girl, and I could see she was very nervous about coming past us. She was coming towards us. And Sky Love tried to stay as far to the um, left as he could. But we ended up, me, headfirst into the rice field. So my experience was, okay, so now I've had a full body mud bath at the same time. <laughs> and it Only was, you. It really, I mean, I didn't have any fear, no, wasn't hurt, nothing. And again, the people there were just so kind, took me back to where we had the um, massage and showered and <laughs> just had mud everywhere in my purse and the helmet and everywhere. They, but they found the sandal that I lost. So I got to see the inside of a rice field. <laughs> oh, Not only yes. On the top, but the inside of it, which, as they say, was, was a lot of fun. It really was. Right. It's like the rice patty. And it's pretty much like, you know, you were pretty much a mud patty when you walked out. <laughs> yes, right. I was. And right. Alex, you were the first one that I saw when I came back to the cottages and was trying to empty my purse out, which was full of mud. <laughs> right. But I, before I even knew that you had fallen into the rice paddy, I looked at you and I go, oh my gosh, do you look, you look like you're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's the sky love. And, you know, we had pulled him in like we did the year before to do a two hours. Um, sound journey. So, yeah. Sound journey, gong bath. Um, he came over to us. We all got to lay down and enjoy all of his playing his music with all of his bowls and his didgeridoo and all of his chimes. Um, and then we also invited another guest who is a nutritionist, Petra, mm-hmm. who did a did some really interesting. She did it the year before as well and gave me some like tips that I use to this day, every single day since... Um, since she taught some of those practices uh, two years now, that, um, you know, we have other people coming in from Bali to teach some of the ways, um, some of their their forte. Yeah, their specialties. Their specialties. Of course. And then we stay at Melody Cottages for about seven days, and then we move. We're planning on moving again this trip and moving closer to the water because Ubud is in the center 
of the island where it's where it's mountainous. It's much more um, jungle like. Yeah, very very foliage. It's really where the rice paddies are. And then the closer you get to the ocean, to the beach, uh, it becomes a little bit more uh, less foliage and more beachy. So we did that last year and we went to Seminyak, but we're going to go to a different place along the beach this year. So we're excited for that. So it's a, just a little different vibe uh, so that, you know, you go all the way to Bali, might as well see a little bit more of the island. Yeah. I, and then of course we have, we make talismans and then we have our secret, our special surprise that we do as a closing ceremony. So we're in the, the, from, from the day we begin to the day we end kind of bookends into this really beautiful enlightenment of, you know, learning a little bit more about your astrology, having works um, like workshops and adventures and day tours and trips. And we go to the Balinese dance one night, right? right. So, mm-hmm. And I also, what if, I want to talk to Joanne and Bridget a little bit more of the astrology teachings, Sandy, that you provide. So okay. let te- tell me a little bit of what you learned while during, during the retreat. Well, I was actually just thinking about the astrology part because um, we've been talking about all the other great things that we do. Um, but the workshops that we have with Sandy are such a huge part of the trip and you don't have to know a lot about astrology. Mm. Um, you'll you'll learn, you'll pick things up along the way. And the way Sandy teaches, it's suitable to every level. So some people came knowing a lot about astrology. I didn't really know anything the first time I went. Now I know so much more after going <laughs> on many retreats. Um, but... What you learn, so you learn about astrology, but you learn about yourself and you you get your chart and Sandy explains things to you. And one of the things that I learned, which was so interesting to me, I'm a Leo and I've always been told I'm not a typical Leo. And I have friends who are Leos who are, you know, loud and boisterous and like to be the center of attention. And that's never really been me. And so Sandy explained to me that, my the sign of Leo is in the twelfth house for me, and the twelfth house is where things are that we like to keep hidden. And it was just like, oh, light bulb moment! <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I totally get that. That's why I'm not like every other Leo that I know that wants to be on stage the whole time. I'm a Leo. I still have that in me, but there's part of me that wants to keep that hidden. And that was just such a like. Okay, I, I get that. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I've always wondered why I'm not like everybody else who I know who's a Leo. So interesting. Yeah, great aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was big. It was cool to know that. Mm-hmm. And no one, I mean, I've had astrology readings, not a lot, but throughout my life, and no one's ever told me that before. Mm. Really? Yeah. So it was cool. Yay. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And when you can identify your chart with who you are, Everything is in perfect timing, right? Yeah. Joanne, do you have any comments about the astrology readings? 
mainly are that again, it's, the sessions are very, very important, and yet that my, was my greatest fear because I don't know astrology. I've only been in it now what a year, year and a half, no, just about a year. And but that you make it, you, the way you present it, as Bridget said, it's on all levels. You know, people that are brand new could get the basic knowledge that they need to get information out of it as people that are more uh, into astrology. And because you make it on a personal basis or personal level that each and every person there gets to know who they are, why they do what they do. Um, And again, mine is a Libra (laughs) and I do, I like things balanced. I like things fair. I like things equal, but I'm also cancer rising which is, you know, uh, caring and and family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the more I attend these sessions, the more I learn from you. And it's amazing the information that both you and um, Alex have because we get something out of it every single time and a lot out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay, thank you. Um because that's that's also kind of the way that we like to teach astrology. We like to teach astrology in a way that it has to do with you, but also where we can help people take the take the bridge way from not knowing anything about astrology to knowing something about astrology. Mm-hmm. And so whether mm-hmm. that is in and I love I love astrology for the reason that it is so at the same time it's universal. It's so individual at the same time. So um, I I think when we do our teachings, we like to keep it to a theme, whether or not it's like a Mercury day or a Venus day um, and even, you know, retrogrades, talk about that, talk about, um, you know, well, I, the l- basics. I love it that if we have, you know, like just say that there's 10 of us in the class at the retreat that as everyone's like quote quote living with these nine other people through their astrology they're getting to see you know who does this who acts like this and this is why and you're seeing how you know 10 individuals get along through their astrology and why how we can each bring a skill or a talent into the group and we can each stand as an individual uh, that's what I what I particularly mm. like. Mm-hmm. Right? I totally agree with that because and it's it winds up being one of my favorite things of our retreats. Yeah, because everyone there isn't there to do the exact same thing. Everyone is there to show up as themselves, mm-hmm. and it it is this beautiful collection of people that come together and they can just be themselves. They don't need to be, you know top of the class, best yogi, you know, or, you know, what you, you just show up as yourself and you're acknowledged for that. Mm -hmm. And you're also loved for that, you know? So I think that that's maybe one of my favorite things when people start learning more and more about astrology is that even when we're out to dinner, we could be like, you know, elbowing the person next to us being like, you can totally see her Leo rising right now. Can't you? (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, and we start the day with yoga. 
you know, it's... I was just going to say I was Bridget starting the day with Bridget and with yoga is one of the highlights of my my trips because it's just a beautiful way of getting me out of bed and enjoying it, which right. normally I like staying in bed. And yet <laughs> when we're on the trip, Bridget's yoga sessions are just so refreshing and you just feel so much better the rest of the day. And I think that's one of the great parts of the trip too. I so I agree you, with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bridget here on the call with us, she runs our yoga classes in the morning and you can, you can speak a little bit to them cause I'm, you know, not as um, yoga ish <laughs> as you. Um, but the cool thing about, you know, what we're doing here is, you know, Bridget's not necessarily just the yoga instructor. You know, she's she's there doing her work as well. Same with Sandy and I. We're not just the hosts. We're, you know, they're kind of working on our own mm-hmm. own things and really experiencing Bali. So, but tell me a little bit about, you know, that yoga practice or that yoga teaching that you bring. Well, first I'd like to say that Joanne, you are my favorite yoga student. <laughs> <laughs> I try everything, can't right. do them all, but I do try. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's um, uh, not any crazy yoga. I mean, my my goal in teaching classes on the retreats is to do something that everyone can do. Um, you know, obviously we're all at different levels and we have different ages, different body types. Um, but it's really just about taking an hour and doing what you can do. So it's gentle, I, you know, call it gentle or, or slow yoga. And it's just to make you feel good. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, make everyone learn how to do a headstand or anything crazy like that. But we push a little, but it's really just about starting the day feeling good. So mm. you're in a good mindset to take on whatever the rest of the day brings. Yeah. Waking the, waking the body up. I like that. Yeah. And so Bridget, you mentioned that, you know, we have a whole wide range of, you know, ages as well as skill levels as well. And so, cause Joanne, you started, you started this podcast with us saying at my age and I'm going to Bali and I'm being this adventurous individual. Tell me, tell me your age. Well, I will be 70 at the end of this year. See, and that's pretty pretty amazing. And so if anyone's <laughs> if anyone's out there listening that says, "Oh, I'm too old to go to Bali." Well, no. think again. <laughs> no. Joanne no, will challenge you. Can you. Go to Bali. And you can fall do, into a mud rice pad right, and, 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 and bounce and, right back up. <laughs> and 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 do everything that's on the schedule. I mean, yeah, we have yo-yo time and that yo-yo time is your on your own. But you can use that time to go in and get a gelato, you know, take a time to, like you said, read, but why would you go into the right. pool? We, we always have a pool. So absolutely bring your bathing suit. Uh, it is warm. The beautiful let's, spas and the spa oh my gosh, let's talk about there. Oh my gosh. And I'm, the rose petals. Oh my, they're <laughs> absolutely fantastic. So when you arrive, just like all the last years, when you arrive, you will be given, we, we, uh, complimentary hour and a half massage and then into the flowered bathtub um, just to sit and drink tea and and drink milk 
It's our welcome gift our welcome to all gift. of the, to all of our attendees who take the twenty four hour trip to Bali. I mean, <laughs> we need to, we need them get them back and revived after that. <laughs> but however, they have many many times during that time that that two week or ten day event to go to you know hair treatments, facials, hot stone massages. Uh, Balinese massages that are so affordable. I mean, most of these are under $20 American dollars. So that is a big thing to do in Bali is to, you know, have multiple massages. Yeah. I mean, some people have done more than one massage a day. <laughs> no. I can't oh, believe no, that. not Joanne. <laughs> no, never. But but it's it's that relaxation. It's really about taking care of yourself, eating the good things, going to, I mean, there's nothing really going on in the evening. I mean, there, yeah, there's live music we could go to, but sometimes there's just like by sunset, which is a beautiful moment of the day to say, you know, and day is done. Your body Mm -hmm. says, you know what, I'm going to just relax and enjoy for a minute and then I'm going to head to bed. Right. And the beds are comfortable. We all have the mosquito nets that go around the bed because it's kind of the Balinese style. Um, so it's kind of comforting. And the Balinese necessity. <laughs> um, let's talk about temperature for a minute. It's We do go in April. We're past the rainy season and we're right before the really, really hot seasons. Now, mm-hmm. our rooms are air conditioned, our bedrooms, and but everything else is open spaces. I love my hand fan that I bring that I got in Bali and I carry it around with me in my bag and it is a lifesaver. So everyone does buy a hand fan at some point or five (laughs) (laughs) for gifts. But I personally don't think it's too hot. I consider it hot. I mean, it gets in the high eighties, but you know, I'm not, wearing my hair down. I've got my hair up, which I wear up anyway, but I'm not like the sweaty, sweaty, like hot. Right. And I think it, it's, it's the first kind of couple of days that you get, you go through the transition, you know, you, you're like, Oh my gosh, it's really hot here. But then within a day or two, you're kind of like, Oh, this is great weather. Right. Any, so, any comment? Bridget, any Bridget's over here nearly, nearly laughing. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's hot. It's it's hot, but it's one of those things that you just accept. It, it's hot and great. I'm in Bali. Like, it's hot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, there's always places for shade. There's always, you know, some coconuts that they can crack open. I mean, it's, you stay hydrated and it, it is not an issue. Right. You either wear your, your yoga clothes in a sarong or your bathing suit in a sarong. It's flip-flops because you do take your shoes off to go into some restaurants or stores. So, you know, easy on and off shoe. What do you think? Do you think, uh, Joanne, is it steamy hot or doable hot? No, it's hot, but it's definitely doable hot. You can't say it's dry heat, but you do your body adjust to it in in a day. It's definitely worth it. And we're not doing anything that's totally exerting. I mean, we're not climbing a mountain or we're not uh, doing anything like that. It's it's definitely manageable and definitely pleasurable to be there. 
Right. Let's awesome. talk about the long, the, yeah, the, we talked about the flight being long and, you know, like the circadian rhythm of trying to get your body. We're talking about, you know, readjusting that time frame, like the jet lag when, when you arrive. Um, that's why one of the things we suggest is if you do come with us to come early and when you come early, we have a place, a big enough house that's off site from our retreat center where you can spend, you know, I mean, it's, it's extra cost, but very doable that you can get to hang out with the group or whoever arrives early can arrive with the group. And yeah, we still, we have a few more spots left, you know, available for, for our little kind of pre-retreat, getting ready and getting excited, um, having our own, you know, kind of adventures throughout the day. Um, so I wanted to also open up for any like last comments or last pieces of advice that you, Bridget and, um, you, Joanne on the phone wanted, might want to share maybe to somebody who is either on the fence about this or has always wanted to go to Bali, but just, you know, with either how much it costs or the time, what, how, how would you talk to that person? Well, I would say don't hesitate. It's it's a trip that's definitely worth it. As Bridget and I know, we're going back a second and third time. <laughs> um, the the one thing that I would suggest is if on the plane, I have found on long trips, if I end up sitting, that one of those neck wraps where it has the braces that hold the neck up right. is just so, so helpful that you can sleep sitting up and your head isn't bobbing. It was the best thing. And that's a little blow-up one, but the it looks like a scarf. And um, that is very, very necessary, you know, to have. But I, again, would not hesitate to tell anyone to go. It's a, it's a long trip, but you will not regret going. Yeah, right. that long trip is kind of part, part of the journey, right? It's like, uh, can mm-hmm. I do that? Well, once you get on the plane, you're doing it. And you really amaze yourself, I think. Um, I know I felt that way with that first time I went. That capacity to, to stay here and not be jittery or, you know, to, to watch movies or to have a plan and read a book. I had things to do. And but, gosh, you get off and you're in Bali and it's like, I did it. Yeah, it winds up being like a 24-hour active meditation. <laughs> I mean, it really does because you're like kind of in a time capsule. And when you look back or, you know, even in the interim, I always look back and I'm like, wow, that was so fast. Well, yeah, because you're moving forward, right? If you go, if you, our favorite airline is Qatar mm-hmm. uh, and it goes into Doha, Qatar, which is in Saudi Arabia. I suggest that flight and you're going forward in time. Right. And so, so Bridget, what would you say to somebody who's on the fence? Well, I mean, there's so much. I guess I would just say that the Bali retreat is a little bit of everything and you can take what you want. I mean, there's obviously the great um, astrological knowledge you'll gain about yourself. There's just the beauty of Bali. There's the ritual that you get to see. There's just the sacredness of being there and, you know, the joy of the people that are around you every day. And it's, I can't think of 
anything bad to say about Bali. I mean, it is, it's a once in a lifetime or a three time in a lifetime <laughs> trip. <laughs> that And you meet interesting and very friends for life. You yeah. Make friends for life because you're getting to know them, not only just with traveling with them, but because of your learning the astrology right. of, of who they are. Yeah. And, and, and not to be prying or anything, but just it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm that way and that's why mm-hmm. she's that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's accepting. And, it, you know, everyone, even me as a part of the group, I feel very accepted for, you know, being me. And it's, it's a great feeling. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to this trip. It's coming up. It's almost two, almost two months away. Right. And so if anyone is interested, there is a free astrology reading that you can have with Sandy regarding the Bali retreat. And basically this is you and her talking one-on-one for about 15 minutes. She goes through your chart to see what's going on during those dates in Bali. And you also get to ask questions, what's going on? Do you think this would be a good idea for me? And she'll let you know if you're a good fit. So definitely sign up for that. You can go to our website, intentionbeads.com slash events. And that's where you can sign up for your free reading as well as put in your deposits to save your spot. Um, And I will end on... Well, I also, I want to, I want to thank you, Bridget and Joanne for, you know, taking the time and teaching people about what Bali is about. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting us. And I also um, have another one of our attendees from a past year, Barbara, and she wanted to have this input of getting on the podcast in whatever way she could. And she says... It is impossible to sum up my recent Bali experience with Sandy and Alex in a short paragraph, but here it goes. I asked her to keep it short. (laughs) (laughs) I have been on several spiritual journeys with other friends, but the Bali trip with Sandy and Alex was one of the best expeditions I have ever experienced. They did an amazing job of balancing every moment of our day with unforgettable experiences and opportunities. From enlightening classes, early morning yoga, amazing guest speakers, beautiful music, delicious local food, educational field trips, luxurious accommodations, and numerous surprise fun activities. Mm. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. We were treated <laughs> to the experience of a lifetime. I am not a rich woman, but the price of this trip was minuscule compared to the wealth of understanding and insight that I have gained. I felt safe, loved, and honored throughout the entire process of my personal life exploration and the discovery of this beautiful landscape and immersion with the people who call Bali home. Sandy and Alex have mastered the art of spiritual retreats, and I would recommend this journey to anyone. I will not regret the... You will not regret the money you spent for something that I guarantee will forever change your life and help you on your road to enlightenment and peace. Barbara. Barbara, mic drop. (laughs) Wow. That was beautifully said. Yeah. So true. So I I wanted to end with that note. Um, That it sums up a lot of it, but we got into some really awesome details here and fun stories. And I mean, you can tell that we're all very, very excited to go back to Bali and we would love to welcome you into our community. So come on and get a free reading. Talk with Sandy, put your deposits down. Bali is calling. 
So <laughs> thank you all for listening for this episode of Astrological Intentions with an interview twist. This is all for these Bali babes. We will see you again soon. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.